0: Welcome to the Relationship Review Podcast, where our mission is to explore how we relate to all of the things that happen in the world around us, and how those things affect us. And then we talk about how we really feel. I'm your host, Edison, and I'm frequently joined by my podcast partner, Coco, who also happens to be my 13-year-old daughter. Ours is an interesting mix of perspectives and experiences, as we cover a wide variety of very interesting topics. But, as we like to say, everything is relationship. It's going to be pretty exciting, and we're glad that you're joining us for the journey. So, here we go. This is the Relationship Review Hey everybody, and welcome to the Relationship Review Podcast. I'm Coco. I'm Edison. And it's Friday, May the 3rd, and we're back. We are back. I've been gone for a while,
1: but I I know you have missed me. Mm. And all of our listeners have mm-hmm. missed me as well, yeah. I'm okay. sure.
0: Yes, of course. Um, You know, but we just roll with the punches, and sometimes you can make it, and sometimes you can't. I'm looking forward to the opportunities that you will have to uh run the the ship or run the cast um when I have things to do so you know it's coming I'm sure of it yeah not that I don't enjoy you as my podcast partner but it will be nice to do some episodes by myself yeah so we can make some plans for that Mm -hmm. well let's go ahead and get into business folks uh, please remember to send us an email to podcast at com, or leave us a voice message in the Anchor app. And don't forget, you can also listen to the Relationship Review Podcast on Pocket Cast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, and of course on Anchor. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on Instagram at the Relationship Review. Yes, and those things, you know, It only takes a moment to subscribe or to give us a review, um, hopefully five stars if you like what you're hearing, um, to follow us on Instagram. But uh, it's important because it helps us measure how we're doing and um, for our potential advertisers and things like that, it helps our audience to grow. So things that only take a second really make a huge difference and we appreciate every bit of feedback that we get. So thanks. To those who have done it, and thanks in advance to those who will. Yes, thank you. Okay, so should we do a little uh, recap of what I talked about last week that we're kind of building on this week? Let's recap. Okay, so last week um, was actually just a review and update of current news and uh, some things that are happening out in the world that I did. And then I summed everything up. With um, a talk about a very important topic um, That was inspired by an episode of Law & Order SVU That I had the chance to watch last week About consent Um, And you know, Law & Order is a a brilliant franchise They have like several um, iterations of that show SVU happens to be my favorite Uh, But all of them are really well done. And I think most of the time they're taking cases uh, or building their scripting on things that are happening in real life. Or they take some elements of things that are uh, taking place in real life or based on real cases or stories in the news. So, you know, it really hits home. Like, um, either you're familiar with things that they've talked about because you heard about the real case. Or it just does a good job of Tackling Situations that you may have Dealt with or things you may be talking about Thinking about or whatever So They did it yet again With this particular episode Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we're going to get into uh, A conversation Based on that episode but really something That um, I think all families um, Should be talking about Particularly if you have Preteen or teenage children Even college aged um, Kids And uh, if you're a young adult yourself uh, Like me <laughs> uh-huh. Like you will be one day uh, So <laughs> yes So um, basically the end of the last uh, Podcast episode um, And feel free to go back And catch up on that um, I just kind of introduced the idea Of How Um, as parents or ourselves uh, with our own parents uh, as adults we have all had the talk um, which has funnily been referred to as like the birds and the bees we've all had the talk about sex and um, whether it happened you know with your parents or in your health class or with some uh, person that you know you trusted maybe you had little sidebar conversations with friends in some kind of way, during those formative years, uh, we all managed to have conversations about um, our maturing ideas and maturing uh, bodies. And so we start to talk about sex. We focus on safe sex and healthy ideas about sexuality. Um, now that the minds of people in society is trying to, To progress like our collective mind We're trying to do better Um, We talk about The shared responsibility On girls and boys To Make sure that you know We're taking care of ourselves Health wise and emotionally When it comes to um, Our ideas About sex But then there's this big chunk That's missing Because we kind of skip from Oh, well, you know, you're a kid or a teen or um, a young person, a young adult, and um, sex is out there, and you may have some entanglements, and then one day you'll find someone to be a life partner with you, and then maybe you'll, you know, have children, or you'll have someone that you can be happy with and um, that you can share your life with, and then everyone will live happily ever after. Well, we're skipping kind of that middle ground that area where people are still figuring a lot of things out and one of those things that people are really having to struggle to figure out right now is consent and uh, the truth is that we have needed to talk about the concepts and the ideas behind consent which seems very simple but is really very complex we've needed to have these conversations for a long long time hundreds of years uh But we we have not gotten around to it and haven't managed to include that in the conversation beyond, you know, um, the definition of rape. Well, rape means when um, uh, the girl says no, but the boy does it anyway. You know, uh, there's so much more to it than that. So, like, let me ask you. When you all were having these conversations Because I know that you've addressed Sexuality like in health class Or like in these um, Moments that they set up uh, In the safe space of the classroom In an educational way Uh, When they were talking to you About the reproductive process And things like that Was consent mentioned? Well in science class When we talked about like, the reproductive process, my teacher made sure to specify, we're only talking about the science portion of it, Mm -hmm. because, you know, people were getting silly and goofy, Yeah, you know, but, uh, I never really took the, like, the classes, like, um, my life, or, stepping stones i Mm -hmm. i never really took those classes i you you know really just had you as my guide to tell me about these things and uh i forgot what the question was well i just asked if if in any of those situations or even like in your conversations with your friends or anywhere um has the issue of consent ever come up has that ever been a part of the conversation it has come up but not in like sexual ways but like even in just everyday life like some of my friends will be like you know i told this one person this but then they decided to tell someone else even though i told them not to so that's kind of like a you know consent issue because yeah. you know they they said you know they were talking to each other and they said you know don't tell them don't tell anyone else this like I'm not giving you consent to tell anyone else and then they tell them anyway that's kind of like a breaking of in trust. that's true yeah so then that is that's an interesting point because I always feel like well and I, I've said it several times like um when I when we're talking about things that happen in school or the way that uh, kids respond to situations, then my first um, piece of advice is always: Well, kids are dumb. <laughs> don't trust kids. Kids don't know what the heck is going on. They don't know what they're talking. About. Kids don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying they. I'm a kid. Well, yes, but no, I'm a young adult. Well, sure, but I mean, in general that is you know the mantra like that's what I always try to get you guys to remember it's like yes you're in the emotion of the moment yes you're there at school and oh, nothing is more serious than uh, what is happening when you are at school nothing is more important or more you know there is no grander moment in life than what is happening in the halls of school but then really I mean oh my god It's just kids Kids and their drama The drama that happens In the halls of middle school Or in the halls of high school Pales in comparison to Real life (laughs) What really matters in life But at the same time That is real life Mm -hmm. You know for, for the people who are involved So it's a It's a delicate balance And I get it Um, And then you have a case like the one that was on this show, um, which was, uh, as I came to find out, um, Law and Order SVU Season 17, Episode 12. And the title of that particular episode was called A Misunderstanding, which I think was very appropriately titled Um, because that's what it all is. It's uh, people growing trying to figure out how to interact with other people trying to figure out how to communicate trying to work through you know these um little puzzles of human behavior and sort it out while they're still trying to figure out who am i why is my skin breaking out how do i you know um figure out what I'm supposed to do in my classes. Um, I'm friends with this person today. We hated each other yesterday. And then the person that, you know, I was best of friends with in second grade. Now we don't speak like it's just there's so much chaos and so much going on. And that's just if everything's okay in your normal life. Like add in, if there's any drama whatsoever in your home life, then, you know, things are spiraling out of control all over again. So as a as an adult who's like years removed from the hallways of the middle school, to me, it's like, oh, my God, kids are so dumb. And why are you falling for this <laughs> mess? And, you know, don't get involved in that BS, uh You know, don't don't worry about what these heifers are saying. Um, They're just as insecure as anyone else. Everybody's insecure. Nobody knows anything. Everybody's stupid. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, that's my general philosophy. Yes. About all of it. Uh, Edison used to uh, volunteer at my school to uh, help out in the classroom and stuff. And then once I reached a certain grade point, she stopped doing that. It was middle school. Yeah, but I think it was specifically because she doesn't like kids drama. (laughs) Yes, because I can't take it. Mm -hmm. And then it's more because at that point, by the time you went to middle school, um, I'm the same size as other people's children. So then, you know, all this drama is going on. All these hormones are coursing through. So I'm not just working with the sweet baby children that, you know, were at the elementary school Mm -hmm. that I have been seeing in the classroom since they were second graders. And, you know, then they grew. We we, they grew. We kind of grew together. Right. So we're experienced with one another. Then you go to middle school and there's this whole other crop of kids And some of them are larger than me. We're the same size. You know, um, they have different attitudes. Their parents have different philosophies. We haven't had time to establish those kinds of rapport. They haven't had time to learn just exactly who it is they're dealing with. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know what you mean. And so I had to just make a quick, quick little decision um am I going to continue supporting uh you know this portion of my child's education in this way or is there another way that I can do it that doesn't put me at risk of putting my hands on someone's child (laughs) if they you know say something a little slick if the eyes get a little Mm -hmm. you know the side eye gets a little bit too sensational um if they feel like what they're saying is a little more valid or a little more important than I feel like it is and I have to shut them down, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I'm always ready to take it there. You are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's always been my philosophy that people come to this earth with the personalities that they have. So I don't care if you're 12 or 112, if you are speaking to me, um you know in ways that are problematic mm. then we have a problem <laughs> okay right <laughs> so i just had to make you know the the grown up choice for me but mm-hmm. you know other people would say oh well you know uh, the kids they're they're fine at that age you just have to have more patience well my patience meter doesn't go um that far over my patience meter goes like somewhere slightly below the half tank mark you know what i'm saying yes and i have to reserve the the amount of patience that i have for particular situations Mm -hmm. i just can't go out there and be you know making it rain patience (laughs) everywhere that i go like some people can because we all have different gifts right you know what I mean? I did not inherit your lack of patience. <laughs> I When people are getting on my nerves, I've got to take my time and say, no. Will you listen? Can you stop? Will you listen? Please, just take a second and just hear what I have to say. See. And, yeah. And, and then they hear what I have to say and
1: they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if you had just stopped... To listen instead of wasting my time you know hmm but but then for me it's like um, I'm telling you the precise thing that I want to happen right now and I am the adult and you are a child you're not my child but you're someone's child and you're still a child I don't care whose child you are but you're a child And I want action right now. And if I don't get it, then it's difficult for me to separate my rules for children, which are my children, and my rules for children, which are all children, which is I said it once. If I have to say it again, I'm going to say it with my hands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Which is why you would be such a not good school teacher. <laughs> that, that's why I stay out the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and actually my response is one of the things that um, had me hmm, kind of tuned in and kind of keyed up to this particular episode of Law and Order because it was about that parental um, protective relationship Mm -hmm. and how, um, the parents on both sides of this issue really got involved. So before we go further, let me kind of give a synopsis of, um, this episode that we're talking about that we're referring to before we go further. So this episode of Law & Order SUV, nope. Because an SUV is a sport utility vehicle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think she means
0: SVU. And I do. <laughs> um, which is Special Victims Unit. Uh, so this particular episode, A Misunderstanding, um, starts with a young girl. I think she's 14 or 15. She's a freshman in high school. And she is being eyed or goggled or googled oogled or whatever <laughs> she's being looked at watched by this boy who's a senior stalked she's well being stalked. I mean, he wasn't stalking he's doing what kids do okay and in, in the high school mm-hmm. realm um he's looking at her from afar admiringly he is snickering with his friends she has a friend who's nearby she says oh my gosh um that boy who she thinks is cute she likes him um is looking over here at me and the girl says like oh he's into you oh my gosh later on she gets and they you know giggle and and run away um apparently he's a crush of hers okay Mm -hmm. and I think honestly I can remember being in high school and having uh the attentions of like upperclassmen it is kind of exciting especially if there's someone that you have thought was cute or even if it's someone that you never paid any attention to at all to know that like oh I'm a freshman I'm a little freshman you know the small fish in the big pond and someone who's a senior especially if he's like an athlete or something like that is paying attention to little old me (laughs) oh my goodness or you know whatever it's like wow Maybe I'm not, you know, the little nerd dork that I thought I was or whatever. <laughs> so you you can kind of see some of that action happening. So she scoots away to class. She's, you know, feeling good about herself. She gets a text message from the dude. He asks her to a dance that they're having. She's like, yeah. So she is excited about that. Dances in a couple days or a week or so or whatever. Mm hmm. They go to the dance together. She's getting cute for it. She's like, you know, pretty excited about it. Yeah. While at the dance, he gives her a flask with some liquor in it. Mm. Um, he, they didn't really talk about that very much, but he did do it. Yeah. Um, and then after she's had a couple of drinks, then he asks her if she wants to go somewhere more private, air quotes. And they slip away to um, an area Of the school where I guess it's known that kids go to, to make out. Mm -hmm. But it's called a dark room. It's usually used for developing pictures, right? Yes. That's what dark rooms are for. And, um, why? I don't know. Maybe it's for their, like their, um. Maybe, they, maybe people take, no, it's not for drama club. It's for so, photography. Okay. But maybe, that's what I was going to say. Maybe they have like a photography club or photography class where they would still be using a dark room.
1: Yeah.
0: So anyway. Um, and then to put it into context, it looks like they're going to, they're in New York. So they're going to what looks like a private school. Mm-hmm. They're very wealthy kids. Um, you're dealing with the, uh, with people in the upper financial bracket (laughs) they're rich honey so um, you know the school is nice it's it's, uh, got uh, lots of resources they go into this dark room area that is very nice you know they're not in Mm -hmm. some little hole some little corner Um, they're in like a very nice space Mm -hmm. and they're fooling around uh, results in her the girl making a very uncomfortable uh, series of facial expressions in her asking the guy that she's with to slow it down, take it easy. Hey, not so rough and things like that. Mm -hmm. These are the things that she's saying. She's making faces that we can tell as the viewers, she's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they kind of cut the scene and uh, he's extremely eager and they kind of cut away to her then returning home from the dance. Her mom's sitting there. Her parents are sitting there waiting on her like, hey, honey, how was it? Because she's a freshman. It's her first dance. And she's like, oh, it's fine. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Good night. And she goes upstairs and then kind of collapses on her bed into tears. Mm -hmm. Um, The dude sends her a text message. And he's like, I had so much fun. See you Monday. She's like, okay. And then she just, you know, cries herself to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then her friend was like, I want to hear all the dates. What happened? Yeah. She ignored that text and just had a meltdown. Yeah. So progress forward. Her parents find out what happened. They attempted to file a police report. The police said, well, it just sounds like, you know, his word versus hers. Doesn't seem like we can make a report here. Mm -hmm. Someone knew uh, Olivia in the SVU. And uh, then they picked it up and had conversation with both sets of parents. And uh, then it became quite clear that this was a matter of whether or not the encounter between this boy who was 18 and this girl who was 14 or 15. Either way, she's a freshman uh, in high school was a consensual involvement. Mm -hmm. And that's the remainder of the episode. Uh, focused on that issue, they ended up going to court um, about what took place. And some of the more interesting things that happened were that these kids both still had their phones, there continued to be uh, texts exchanged, the girl continued to go to school and didn't want to feel ostracized or Mm -hmm. like cast out. By these schoolmates and these school friends. And she just took on this very apologetic. Even though she was very clear about the fact that she asked him to slow it down. She told him, you know, that he was being rough. She felt as though she gave him enough um, information, clues, signals that she didn't want his affections she wanted him to stop and he kept pressing um but then on the other side of that she's got to go to school every day with these friends and she didn't want to be cast out or looked at negatively or have any of the bad attention associated with this and that's exactly what happened to her because everyone just assumed that oh this girl is making too much of it and like she's overreacting exactly yeah Um, all of the support fell to this boy just because he's saying, well, I thought she was into it. I thought she was into it. And so the episode goes on and there were a few charges against him. Most of his charges were dismissed. And then one of the charges, he was found guilty. And then the girl continues to be apologetic. And she's like, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know like why this is happening. And then the last scene is like them looking at each other, like, how did this happen? How did we get here? Oh, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's what made me want to, you know, have this conversation because that was the perspective of the kids. But then the parents are ready to like throw, you know, the moms are ready to throw their handbags down Mm -hmm. and take their earrings off (laughs) and like, you know, rich white lady scuffle.
1: Lay hands.
0: (laughs) Well, sort of. I mean, I don't know. What does that look like? Shake each other by the shoulders. Uh, Scratch each other with their nails. Oh, with their manicures. Yes. Yeah. Stab them with their rings. Smack each other with their gloves. Oh. Yeah, just just take out their le- leather gloves and be like let me take some don't you treat my daughter this wait oh yeah wait, I gotta do the, the sound effects you say the words and I'll do the yeah how dare you Vanessa this is my son's life Janet the relationship review is sponsored by author Amanda Andrews Her first book, The Little Princess Finds Her Crown, is a delightful tale encouraging self-confidence. Princess is a clever girl whose curiosity leads her on an amazing adventure through all her mom's things. After overhearing her mom refer to herself as a queen, Princess searches high and low for mommy's crown. Join Princess on her adorable and hilarious quest. Listeners can order a copy of The Little Princess Finds Her Crown, signed especially for you by the author. Visit thequeensguidetolife.com forward slash shop to order The Prince or Princess in Your Life a copy today. So if you get a chance to watch um, that episode of Law & Order again, it's from season 17 episode 12 12, and the name of the episode is called misunderstanding a misunderstanding misunderstanding. Um, if you do a google search for any of those uh, combination of keywords and things it'll come up it's definitely available right now on amazon prime tv that's where we watched it um and also if you have like your cable service if you can uh, pull up episodes of te- of television on there um, I watched it initially on I'm pretty sure it was USA or TNT or something like that so if they have seasons of Law & Order available um SVU then you ought to be able to pull it up there as well
1: not SUV
0: not SUV mm-hmm. uh so <clears throat> the thing that struck me about there were several things but so the thing that struck me particularly was okay how do you handle this situation as a parent um things come up things happen at school things happen when you are away from your kids and it's still your responsibility to get involved or advocate for them um it's happened several times there's some Difficulty or some situation that takes place with my kids and another kid, or my kid gets, you know, in trouble, or uh, some other kid has done something and I I need to go to school and address it, and I'm not present during that interaction, but everyone's willing to talk about it my kid is willing to tell me what happened the other kid is telling their side of the story there's probably a teacher present or other children who were you know uh, there during the scenario so eventually you're going to get to the bottom of that situation Um, or if it's my kids together you know a sibling situation um some, some 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 you know kerfuffle is taking place Uh, if I'm on the other side of the house and it doesn't happen so much anymore but every now and again but it used to be um, something's taking place uh, it's my turn to do something and uh, the other sibling is not being fair or whatever we're going to get to the bottom of it because when the parent steps into the situation then everyone wants to tell their side they want to talk they want to share mm-hmm. but in this matter these kids didn't really want to talk no no the 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 daughter was very hesitant and reluctant to talk to her parents um, the boy didn't really want to talk either and when he did talk he lied yes More than once. More than once, Uh, because you know that was his initial instinct was to lie to protect himself. Because I believe he knew all along that he had done something he had no business. Mm -hmm. But you know, other people should watch the episode and form their own opinion. Right. Um, So in this situation, and probably other things as well, you know, if if kids are in a situation where it feels like they're in trouble, um, they're not going to be as forthcoming with the details they're not gonna want to share they're not going to be like no let me tell you my side uh this was unfair to me mom hear me out like I've got to tell you what's going on so that you can figure it out you know you can get to the bottom of it or whatever yeah and like in tv shows you never hear someone talking like that they're mm-hmm. always like oh well nothing happened I mean not really I mean you know like I'm fine you know hmm Yeah. So that's why I was saying they did a very good job of portraying this situation, because I think it would really happen that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would be very mysterious and the kids would be very elusive and evasive and not really wanting to talk. And it'd be a bunch of, you know, BS chatter amongst the kids at school and a whole bunch of text messages flying around and um, just adding to the what the foolishness of well it's not foolish because it's a real situation but adding to the the confusion or the noise mm-hmm, of like the situation
1: building on layers mm-hmm. that yeah. don't really need
0: to be there and so then as a parent it gets more difficult to get down to the bottom of what is going on uh then as um you have two different sets of parents in the situation who are looking at it from very opposite sides. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I am wondering as a viewer who was able to kind of see both sides of the situation as it was happening. Is there any instance in which I would be able to empathize with the other parent or the other child and hear it out? Like I never saw them, I never saw anyone suggest that they bring the kids together and say, okay, let's talk together maybe with a therapist, a social worker, anybody Mm -hmm. and say, let's talk to, we're hearing some conflicting things. Let's talk together through what happened Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and see how we're remembering things. But I, I feel like that would be the best way to do it. But I think why they didn't do that. Is because the parents were constantly trying to fight each other? Mm -hmm. Well, because they're trying to protect their kids. Right. You know, that's your number one instinct. That's your number one uh, goal. That's your job.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, My job is not to be understanding and uh, uh, have a a lot of patience and um, try to feel and and be sensitive to where the other person is coming from. It's just not my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to make sure that my kid is okay, you know, yeah, um, it may be more mature. I think there there were definitely instances in which both of those sets of parents could have been way more mature than they were. Yes, but you know um lots of what what is considered gray area mm. Um, in that whole scenario. Then once the attorneys get involved, um there was a couple times I wanted to punch uh the one attorney in the face, the boys attorney. Yeah. But what he did was his job. He did it very well. hmm He was a complete slime scuzz bucket. But <laughs> I'm trying not to say the words, you know, that I really would say. Yeah. But um he was a he was a total ickball but Jerk. yeah he was he was sleazy to me i thought when he mm-hmm. was uh, cross-examining the girl yes he was really gross like he was he kept trying to like every time he, there was a witness on the stand he was trying to rewrite their words except for when it was his client when he yeah when yeah. it was his client um i did not like him at all but no i did see that he was extremely effective and he did his job quite well mm-hmm. um and again, if it's, you know, if, if it's my child and my child's future on the line, because they ended up saying that, um, you know, in the midst of this, this boy is 18 on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost his scholarship um, or his acceptance to college was withdrawn or something mm-hmm. like that happened as a consequence of this situation. Um, you know, I mean, this is what he had been working toward academically for uh his whole high school career right. yes that is something that these parents are going to be upset about they want to protect their child's future if this slime ball <laughs> attorney is going to be the person who can you know uh save my son's future save him from his stupid uh decisions then yeah i i'm gonna hire the sleaze ball too mm-hmm. you know um it's just very interesting yeah, And I still came away from it, not really being totally sure how I would handle it as a parent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you deal with the, the situation where it's not your consent? It's your child being involved with a person that they like or had, you know, um, adm- admirable feelings toward
1: mm-hmm.
0: and going to something happy, a happy occasion, a dance and things just spiraled in a direction that no one anticipated you know yeah like people will always be like well if i'm ever in this situation then this is exactly what i'm going to do but they're just saying that from that standpoint and then when you actually are in that situation sometimes you freeze up or you don't do exactly what you wanted to do and yeah things just go out of control yes how many times have you heard someone say oh well if i win the lottery you know i'm gonna do this this that that and the other but i have heard several um actual stories about how winning the lottery has ruined people's lives um including one in which a man was murdered and buried in his yard god (laughs) that's a different um it's a different chat we can have yeah have that chat at a different time actually i think they cover it on the the other podcast that you like to listen to you know that one the one winkity wink 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 yeah the one that you like you know that that one podcast (laughs) that one um i think they talk about it on there i heard about it on a on a podcast they covered it i'm pretty sure pretty sure it was you know that one with those girls (laughs) them um so yeah so i was thinking okay well okay just like you just said, it's, of course, I can come up with a million ways that, oh, well, I would handle it this way. If I were, if it were me, I would obviously do it this, that, this way or that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then looking at that situation, then I was thinking, well, dang, which parent would I be? The parent of the daughter or the parent of the son? Because I have both. Right. Um, I don't know. And uh, looking at the situation situation, I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe I will try to think about it from a a more mature standpoint, the way that I thought that both of those pairs of parents could have been more mature. Yeah. Realize that I'm not there or we're not there in the situation. Mm-hmm. Try to remember what those experiences were like when I was, you know, a teenager. Right. We've all had those encounters, you know, those first encounters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, nothing like what this girl went through. I didn't. No, um, me neither. Well, that's good. Um, but the thing that is different for me and people in my generation is that when we were in middle school and high school, we did not have these cell phones. Um, they really complicate matters. Mm hmm. Uh, and you would think, oh, well, we have these devices right here in our hands and it really, it makes everything so much easier because mm-hmm. we can get in touch with each other so much faster. Mm-hmm. And we are worse now at communicating than we have ever been. Yeah. Um, like social media complicates things yes. so much. Like even if it's just texting somebody, mm-hmm. that could, that is like most of the time what causes mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. or problems yeah and the these kids and their social media was one of the big factors in this case
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um that was their their cell phones played a big part in this case so then i thought okay as a parent i need to remember that i am not in this situation Mm -hmm. remember that these two children or these teenagers um, unless it is a an attack that was based in violence, right.
1: um,
0: that they started out mutually caring for one another and right. liking each other. So then that means there was a point at which there became a misunderstanding. Yeah. As the as the episode was titled.
1: Mm-hmm. At
0: what point did the misunderstanding begin and how will we calmly Get to the bottom of where that's where we start. Right. Where did the misunderstanding begin? And then where do we go from there? Um yeah. Yeah. And then I'll have to try to remember to keep the communication open
1: mm-hmm. because
0: the one thing that I know for a fact from watching uh this this portrayal is uh is true, is that these especially teenagers who are in these situations and even adults, young adults, older adults, when you're in these kinds of involvements, entanglements like this, the last thing you want to do is talk about it with people who are not your designated people. Like if it's not my person that I talk to about things all the time, then I don't want to talk to them about it. You know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and for a lot of people, their parents are not the ones that they talk to about these things like the girl's friend was the one who hit her up with the message you know saying well girl hey give me the deets give me the details after uh she had gone Mm -hmm. to the dance and come back home right um it wasn't her mom you know but her mom did say well i knew something was off because she would usually you know kind of talk to me about it a little yeah like you know, sh- you would come back from. Usually, people will do this if yeah. there's someone staying at home and they went out for an- a night. Then they'll go and tell them about. Some yeah, how that was happened. your evening? How did mm-hmm. it go? Yeah. But then, like you said earlier, she was just like, "Oh yeah, it was fine. I'm sleepy. Yeah. Goodbye." Mm-hmm. Um, She was being very standoffish, very closed in. Hmm. Um. So, trying to keep those lines of communication open. Um. And keeping my own emotions in check enough that my child or my children or whomever will feel comfortable enough sharing with me mm-hmm. and also uh continuing to advocate for my child and maybe even both people involved mm-hmm. depending on the situation they may both need an advocate you just never know right how it you know how things are going and then finally i think it would be my responsibility as a parent to follow through On all these lessons that, you know, we try to give our kids um, when in the calm times, when everything is going fine, the things that we say, well, hey, be be confident in yourself. Have self-respect. Speak up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Make sure that, you know, you you are feeling comfortable and if things aren't comfortable that you speak up and say so.
1: Mm -hmm. Or like you advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: And then so the next part is how do you handle it? as a kid well which is okay interesting because mm-hmm. you haven't really been in those types of situations like the Mm-mm. dating situations and right i mean like that. you know i had you know the air quotes boyfriends in preschool you know how it goes oh, okay <laughs> well yeah so that's a <laughs> you know. little different than the situation that we saw you only On share cubbies view. with each other mm-hmm. that's how it works in preschool okay <laughs> but as a kid, you know, I've never been through, like, this kind of situation. So I can only say how I hope I act. But it's that I'm going to speak up and, you know, be comfortable telling somebody. And, you know, I, well, I felt kind of bad for uh, the girl in SVU. Because she felt like she couldn't tell anybody or that she she was so embarrassed that she had to like, keep it to herself yeah. and she actually said in the moment itself that she felt paralyzed like she mm-hmm. you know the officers asked her why didn't you say something the attorney asked her why didn't you speak up why didn't you say something and she said well I I felt paralyzed like I couldn't I couldn't speak or move yeah yeah And the um, like the detective said that that's not uncommon at all. Um, When people are in those situations, like your anxiety is high, your stress level is high and your body doesn't respond. Your mind doesn't respond. Your voice doesn't respond the way that you anticipate that it will when you're, you know, sitting in your robe on the couch watching SVU watching Mm -hmm. it happen to someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um um I feel like I'll also like try to keep in mind what you have told me about being in like those situations is that you can use you can defend yourself and you don't have to just sit there and let it happen to you cuz you know that's not something that should happen to anyone and mm-hmm. there are laws to protect you right well there are supposed to be yeah like the the good samaritan law and stuff Mm -hmm. oh you mean like if you see it happening to someone else yes but then also oh wait is it not if it happens to me that wouldn't be the good samaritan if it happens to you then that's defense of yourself okay but if you see something happening to someone else which is also a good point that i didn't even think about before um that the the Both of these teens in this video, Mm -hmm. in the in the show, had friends who were, you know, very aware of what was happening when they were there at the dance. Mm -hmm. They watched them go into this dark room area Mm -hmm. and there were several students there who knew that this boy was going to try to get the girl uh, Mm -hmm. downstairs In away from the crowds and into this private uh, space um, out of everyone else's eyes. And that this was going to be what he tried to do with her. Mm -hmm. Um, So if my thinking and, you know, I said this as we were watching it, that if that girl had been a real friend to her, Mm -hmm. then she might have been like, hey, don't go down there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: This is what he's going to try to do. Uh, if you're if you're cool with it, then go ahead and go. But if you're not, then don't go down there because you're going to be down there by yourself. And then I also remember like the friend when the detective was talking to her, she was like, Oh, no, she didn't do that. Like, that's not how she would handle that situation. Like she didn't even think about how she might have felt or how it might have affected her because you know, they're friends. So she should know that you know, she's, like, shy. She doesn't... Yeah, and never, I got the feeling, although they never said it, I got the feeling that the quote-unquote friend was older. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was the case, but I got the friend that she... The Excuse me, I got the feeling that the friend was either older or that she was a person who was already experienced or, you know. Yeah. Something like that. Like had a boyfriend or uh-huh. whatever. There was something a little more um knowing about that girl because yeah when she answered the question to the detective and she was like uh you know you don't go in the dark room and then say no or like you don't decide to go in the dark room and then change your mind and he was like um yes you can you can always change your mind it was very very strange yeah and and you know she was like well that's not how she would do it anyway like I know my friend, and she she wouldn't say no. Yeah, cause she liked him so much, so she would never have told him no. And that was also very striking to me. Like, wow, what kind of a quote unquote friend are you that you're sitting here telling the police that basically yo yo homie is li- a liar? Mm-hmm. If she's saying that she didn't uh, want to, you know, be with that boy, then she's a liar. And that's the thing when she went into the room maybe she thought she did want to be with him in some kind of way Mm -hmm. she did go in there thinking she would like to hug him maybe kiss him you know uh get to know him a little better get a little closer um but she didn't want some of the other things that took place while they were in there right yeah so and then that's where we get to this space where well what was consensual and what was not And then how do we establish when a person has consent or has the okay to go forward? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say always be mindful that your relationship with yourself, like the voices that you're going to hear coming from within, the memories that you're going to have of your experiences, Those things are going to outlast any friendship that you have as a, you know, a teenager, as a freshman, as a high school student. There are people that I went to high school with and saw and sat with every day. And, you know, they were my friends and I ain't seen them since, you know, the last day that I was at high school. But there are things that I experienced while I was in school that I'm never going to forget. Yeah, me too. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) so if if something was traumatic or if something you know happens that was embarrassing or something that i hated then those memories tend to stick with a person Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we were uh reading an article about that in class Mm -hmm. about how like it was like a, a like about how much sleep you should get for like your brain to work prop- properly but it was like you it was saying that your brain tends to remember more of the negative thoughts mhm like if you don't get enough sleep yeah yeah because it doesn't have the opportunity to function through and cycle through just like mm-hmm. a computer or your cell phone
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: um Your brain is way more complex than any of these machines and it has to have the opportunity to function through and cycle through all of its different stages Mm -hmm. of like regeneration and things like that. And it does those things when you're asleep, because think about it. When you are awake, your brain is working to make sure that all your systems are go. Uh, Your brain is in captain mode.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's in pilot mode. And it can't really get to the business of taking care of itself until you, you know, go somewhere and mind your business and go to sleep. And then everything about you can start to regenerate and, reju- and rejuvenate um, because it doesn't have to worry about keeping your dumb butt, you know, <laughs> standing up straight or not bumping into the walls or blinking or you know making sure your bladder is uh purifying things and you go into the bathroom several times a day making sure to give you the alert that you're hungry and making sure you're eating and just all those systems that Mm -hmm. your body has to take care of your brain is in charge of all that stuff and so it's a big job and somebody's got to do it and that somebody is your brain Mm -hmm. so yes it's a very good point um and so then the last thing that i would say is um beyond protecting yourself above any quote-unquote relationship because that girl was uh you ex- see well, both of those kids in this show as is true of probably every child every teen every tween every um college student every young adult very 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 self-aware very worried about reputation and what the kids at school are gonna say and mm-hmm. blah 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 okay yeah. um fill in those blanks (laughs) but your self-preservation your self-relationship how you are able to view yourself um what you're going to remember about an experience is way more important than what your friend is going to say what you know what that boy would have said if that young girl had been like um if you don't back the f up off me right now I told you no, or she didn't say no, but she should have. Or I told you this is making me uncomfortable. I told you to slow it down. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. I'm heading back up the stairs. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. I only just started talking to you the other day. Mm -hmm. Chill, man. You know, any of those things. Now, she might have been worried that he would be like that wanch she was terrible when we went you know in the little room or whatever Mm -hmm. um what a problematic yeah what a prude what a (laughs) A do they kids say that anymore no (laughs) (laughs) what do they say oh she's so frigid what do they say nowadays uh, she was not into me no he wouldn't say that because he'd be embarrassed uh man whatever for that girl excuse my language lord but uh Man, that hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would, or maybe he would say something. I mean, who mm. knows? The point is, it doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. what she'll remember about the night is probably how pissed she was mm-hmm. that he would try something like that or that she had to, you know, get in this dude's face when she was supposed to be able to just enjoy her dance. Right. But then she would have been able to just go to sleep and the next day been like, girl, can you believe I'll give you the deets all right. Um, that old handsy uh touchy grabby stupid guy like he's not that cute or whatever Mm -hmm. and then going about her business Mm -hmm. um and then as i have told both of you many times you and your brother and i hope that parents all across america are telling this uh, with sincerity to their kids blame it on me Mm. you know if you get in a situation where you feel like you can't speak up and defend yourself then you can easily be like, mm, uh, no, my mom is uh, waiting for me. She told me I had to text her right now, yeah. so I've gotta do it now. Um She's a stickler for the rules. yeah, you know? my psh, man, my mom. my mom is gonna um ask me about like all of this, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna be able to lie to her um or and she's gonna ground me real good if i don't yeah do this. gosh i gotta i gotta get here. my mom told me i better not go in that dark room she's gonna take away my phone man uh yeah <laughs> any anything whatever you feel like saying don't blame it on the boogie blame it on your parents <laughs> see what i did there see what you did uh-huh so you know i mean that your parents are your advocates but you don't have to wait till something goes wrong to start using your parents Mm -hmm. you know as your your representatives Mm -hmm. you can throw me in there way before stuff starts going wrong Uh uh-uh my mama is not gonna go for that Mm
1: -mm. and then well
0: you know uh other people might be like i'm not gonna say something about my mom that is so lame but um Your friends and counterparts who have experienced your mama. Um They
1: know better. They won't have any questions. They'll just be like, oh, yeah.
0: They're going to shut it down You're right wrong. now. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, your mama? Oh, her mama? Oh, no. <laughs> All my friends, they're like the friends who have only heard stories about you. They're like,
1: huh? Yeah. She sounds cool. I like her. And then the
0: people who have actually met you have are like. She's going to do what? Oh, yeah, I believe you. Because some people, I I tell them, like, all the nice things about you. And they're just like, oh, your mom sounds so sweet. She wouldn't do that. And then there are other people who are like, oh, we better not do this, y'all. Her mom's going to get on her. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, And not just her. Everybody. everybody. (laughs) And they're like, I'm scared for myself. So can we just not? Yeah. Yeah. Can everybody not? Which is not
1: because see if
0: if though if that young girl or the boy Mm -hmm. had me as a mama, (laughs) then he wouldn't have had that flask, the little liquor he was trying to give her. Uh He wouldn't have been like, "Um, "Girl, let's sneak on down to the dark room," or he might have, or whatever. But your mama senses would have tingled and been like, "What y'all doing (laughs) down here?" You would just come from out of nowhere and just Mm -hmm. be like you got something you want to say i know for certain that girl would have known she was not gonna be able to just come in the house and be like everything's fine i'm going to bed good night bye um squeeze me (laughs) get back down those stairs i think you better go ahead and tip it on back down here sis we got some talking to do Mm -hmm. now what happened (laughs) yeah and i was gonna say now how was the dance like, like if you were my mom and i was just like yeah thanks but If you were my mom, (laughs) I did hear you say that. I was going to let you catch up and you did. Look at you. Mm -hmm. But you being my mom, if I had done that, you would have been like, oh no, no, come back down. Tell me what happened. Yeah, scooch on back over you, here and start, sit on beside me and go ahead and tell me on about everything that took place. You, you would start off nice, like, oh, yeah, tell me about how all your friends are doing. And tell me what happened to you before I go down there and I get somebody. To <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, you would start. Especially knowing that she was going on her first quote unquote date. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey. Mm-mm. I'm going with you. Sweetheart. I'm shower-ing. That's what I thought. I, so maybe they had like, because they didn't really get into this in the episode maybe they had like a chauffeur i mean they had housekeepers Mm -hmm. so maybe they had like because i said they're rich rich Mm -hmm. so maybe they had like housekeepers (laughs) and things like that and chauffeurs to drop the kids off at the dance they never
1: have the parents drive
0: (laughs) they're rich they're on the upper financial brackets (laughs) so maybe i mean maybe they did because i'm sitting here thinking oh a day a boy is going you going with a boy Oh, well, I'm going to see y'all when y'all come outside. So it would when you come outside the dance house. I'll catch you outside. How I'm going to catch that? you outside. <laughs> so instantly, like the moment that they both walked outside because uh, young sir, you're escorting my daughter somewhere um, or um, young madam, you're going somewhere with my son. Y'all are going to get in this vehicle right here. Mm hmm okay she's with me she's doing her finger demonstrations (laughs) you guys with me (laughs) in here and i don't care if they're you know 18 or whatever Mm -hmm. let me chauffeur you let me Mm -hmm. take you yeah and then we're gonna ride there together and then we're gonna ride back because i'm gonna be here when your dance is over you're gonna come in here and Mm -hmm. get right in this vehicle put your cheeks in the seats (laughs) and then we're gonna cruise on you know that right there is is kind of a deterrent Yeah, you would turn around and see it and be like, now look here. (laughs) No foolishness. Uh Have a nice day. Yeah. I mean, night. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. (laughs) Don't do nothing you wouldn't do if I wasn't standing right beside you, which I might be. (laughs) Keep your eyes open. (laughs) You never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just like to be a presence. (laughs) You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you would, like, if it was your son or your daughter... I. if it, if it was me or my brother uh-huh you did it again but go ahead go ahead if it was me or my brother i feel like you would do like a full pat down like take everything out of your pockets. <laughs> what do you have in that jacket a flask no no sir uh-huh. yeah do you want your to jacket's your looking day? a little heavy on that side <laughs> what you got in there no they're gonna serve beverages at the dance i'll be keeping that flask over here thanks leave it behind i don't care if it's just juice put it down (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I I just feel like there's a lot that could have happened Mm -hmm. that would have um de-escalated the situation there's a lot that could have happened um that would have alerted parents to what was happening right away Mm -hmm. but you know then we're getting into the semantics of like parenting styles right you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um and that's a whole different, that's a whole different can of worms. Yeah, we, um, worms? Yeah. Why, you call why it a can, can of, a of worms. I don't know. Well, maybe it's worms. for like people who go fishing. They probably have worms in a can. Right. But can it be like a. A baggie of worms? T- no. Oh, <laughs> what? Nothing to do with worms. Oh, a, what? A can of fruit. It just, that's a whole nother fruit cocktail. Well, there you go then. <laughs> there <laughs> um, we have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's mine. Copyright. So, um, we did talk about a, a very vivid visual of, um, the experience of consent of Mm -hmm. like speaking up for yourself, advocating for your body, like feelings in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I could, because I felt like you needed to have something tangible Mm -hmm. that you have experienced, um, to help you relate since this is not a an experience that you have had like Mm -hmm. you know going on a date or you know things like that but you still need to understand Mm -hmm. so the thing that uh, we discussed earlier the example Mm -hmm. was um the way that let me just preface it by saying I feel like people don't think about these different types of scenarios that most of us have been in and ways that we advocate for ourselves and advocate for our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll just get into it and then we'll go further into, um, how foolish it is for the concept of consent to be necessary. And I'll mm-hmm. say why I said that okay. it is definitely necessary, but I will explain. Okay. So when we are on a road trip, mm-hmm Okay. Um, We talked about this. Yes, we did. (laughs) Um, And say your bladder is filled to bursting. Mama. (laughs) I gotta go. Yes. Okay. Now, let's say you haven't said those words yet. Okay. 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 But it's you and me. Mm -hmm. We're in the car. We're on a trip. Let's say we're going to take a little day trip to Raleigh or some such. Yay. And we are both very happy Mm -hmm. to get into the car. And we're going to take our road trip. That to wherever like, we're going, yeah. maybe it's a couple of hours away, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're going to be spending a few hours in the car. Quality time. Quality time. The bonding. We're happy to do this. We're both consensually very happy to get in the car and take off, do the driving. Yeah. I'm going to do the driving, you're going to do the riding. Oh, uh, well. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's stay focused. All right. So, at some point, you know, we're we're drinking our beverages happily. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point you feel the urge to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. And let's say you begin to shimmy from side to side and kind of do what is commonly referred to as a pee pee dance, that but funny. you don't tell me that you have to pee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's say I just keep driving. Right. And I look at you. And I see you doing this wiggle and this mm. pee-pee dance. These are cues. These are social cues. Visual cues. Visual cues. I've done a pee-pee dance myself. I know what pee-pee dances look like. I am probably aware that you've got to go. Mm-hmm. But you haven't said it. Right. You didn't say you got to go. So I'm just going to keep driving. So now. The nerve. The nerve, Right. <laughs> So now in addition to you pee-pee dancing, you are scowling Mm -hmm. and grimacing. I can see pain and discomfort on your face because you are clenching your butt cheeks. Not butt cheeks. (laughs) I didn't say it was that kind. I said it was a pee-pee dance. Yeah, I know. I do that. Never mind. Let me not go into those details. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say you're clenching. You're clenching your loins together and you're trying to hold everything together so that you don't have an accident in the car Okay, you're grimacing you're in obvious discomfort you're obviously displeased about what you are feeling and Mm -hmm. what you are experiencing Mm -hmm. but I'm still happy Mm -hmm. because I don't have to pee and I'm still driving and we're gonna still get to the destination and I'm still happy about where we're going and I'm fine Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep driving because you haven't said that you have to use the bathroom. Right. And now we're approaching a rest stop. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But you haven't said it. But I can see you doing this wiggle and doing this dance. Mm -hmm. And I can see tears brimming on the rims of your eyes because you got to pee so bad. And you see the rest stop there. But you haven't said it. You haven't said that you have to pee. Don't do it, Mom. Don't do it. I'm just going to cruise on by. (laughs) I'm going to cruise right on by that rest stop. Because you haven't told me that you have to pee. That makes sense. Now, well, does it, though? Okay, well. Here's where we are. (laughs) This is the issue. Of consent. Does it make sense for me to see that you're uncomfortable? To see that you are unhappy? That you want to stop?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Clearly you want to stop. But I want to go. But I can see the discomfort and the pain and the displeasure. And the physical, you know, grimacing. Right. Lots of visual cues. Yeah, lots on. of visual cues. Do I really need you to say, please stop in order for me to figure it out? I, f- I feel like you shouldn't have to. Because if you see, see someone like reacting like that, then I feel like the immediate instinct is to go, instinct is to go are you okay Hmm. do you need something concern right are you all right yeah concern because we're together we like each other we are you know in love (laughs) (laughs) well we have set out on this journey together we've spent time we've been laughing we've been having a good time Mm -hmm. um everything's been going so good so far right but things are probably gonna take a different turn if you end up peeing all over yourself and all over my car. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be happy, <laughs> okay? And listen, and not even if you're my child, right? If you're mm-hmm. just another person, you know, just just another person that, and we're traveling together, mm-hmm. and this is happening. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Okay. So referencing back to the program that we watched, this girl in the show was visually uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. She looked unhappy. She did not say, I would like you to stop. But she looked displeased. Mm -hmm. She looked like she was not okay. And she didn't say yes either. She didn't say yes. But did she need to say stop? I don't think so. Because she, she, you could tell by the things she was saying and how she was acting that she was uncomfortable with what was happening. And, you know, he just kept on pressing. Yeah. Which is not cool. No. And this is where I have the issue of um, the stupidity that we're even having to have this conversation right yes um but then here's another case uh-huh. okay where things went very very differently uh, a young man i think he's about 23 24 years old he's from lawrence kansas his name is albert wilson uh-huh. this week he was convicted of or this week or last week he was convicted of rape
1: uh-huh.
0: Um he's been sentenced to 12 years in prison and a lifetime of probation for what he says amounts to kissing a girl mm. um, because his story and her story are very different mm-hmm. he says they kissed they fondled they fooled around consensually mm-hmm. but they did not have sex right she says That yes, she, you know, kissed him and all those other things, but that he took it too far Mm -hmm. and that she was raped. Mm -hmm. The jury, it went to trial. Mm -hmm. The jury decided to believe her version of events. Although um, there were several witnesses to um, their interactions. They're both consenting. They're both adults. Now in SVU, That girl was 15 years old, so she may have been 14 or 15. She may have been under the age, under the legal age of consent. But these two in Albert Wilson's case were adults. Uh Um, He says they they started their evening at the bar. So they both had a few drinks, but neither of them were um, overly drunk Uh and that this young girl the the they're both young people but that this woman who accused him of this rape went back to his house with him willingly
1: hmm. now
0: um i have some opinions about the, some of the details in this case but they're very similar he says one thing happened she says another thing happened he says there was no intercourse she says there was sex Mm -hmm. he says everything was consensual and that everything was going okay and she was she never said no and you know Mm -hmm. that everything seemed to be fine she says well it started out fine but then i changed my mind and he kept going and he didn't stop
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and i was raped what where's the truth? And what was presented in the case? I would be interested to know mm-hmm. um, to lead the jury to determine that he was found that he was guilty in the first place. Right. And then how do you equate basically what is it he said she said to mean in a consensual situation? Um to mean that this young man should now spend twelve years in prison and then be on probation for life even after he's done with his with his uh serving his time mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we've got some quizzical faces going on here, yeah, and this also happened in uh this kind of uh event happened in another movie we were watching called Marshall where um yes the the case that uh, the film was centered on mm-hmm. was a, uh, a case of um a false claim of rape yeah yeah but that had a lot of different um yeah kind of connotations to it because of the, the time right that it took place Um, funny that you should bring that up though because I feel like a lot of those same um, a lot of those same uh, sorts of details uh, are happening in this case with Albert Wilson as well Mm -hmm. he's a young black man in Lawrence, Kansas his jury was all white and so was the girl that he went on this date with Mm -hmm. Um, so I I definitely feel like there possibly could be some racial things at play yeah. yeah yeah uh and the case that i'm comparing it to on svu was a fiction you right. know what i mean yeah um but
1: still like realistic fiction. yes
0: yeah uh so it just you know um even though i think like the the scenario that I gave about the the having to use the bathroom and seeing the discomfort on someone should be enough mm-hmm. then you do also have these cases where there's two people there and people just see the situation very differently right so then where does that leave us now people going to just start um recording their uh all their encounters So that if someone says, well, if a girl is like, well, you know, I asked him if it was okay. And he said yes. And the man is like, well, no, I did not. Then, you know, then they got to pull out the tape. I feel like that's reasonable, but also kind of weird. Very weird. (laughs) Like, I feel like you shouldn't ever be recording something that happens personally between Mm -hmm. two people. Yeah, That's weird. I mean, but of course, you have to have, say it with me, consent. Consent. That's our vocab word for today. It's the word of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And even though we've had these discussions, I think we're on to some good ideas about, you know, like our personal um, definitions and how we'll handle it personally. I don't think we're Mm -hmm. any closer to solving the issue of, you know, how to deal with Mm -hmm. consent. But we've got some solutions to helping ourselves mm-hmm. or advocating for yourself, yeah. having an ally, yeah. blaming your parents. <laughs> that absolutely right. I'll definitely be using that. <laughs> I mean,
1: I love you yeah. so dearly. I mean, hey,
0: I'm the one. I'm the one that said it. Absolutely do it. She's that, That's what she said. Yep. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. I think this was a good, um, a good chat. Mm -hmm. and um, how do you feel? Do you feel, like, more equipped to handle? I feel ready for any situation. Do you really? Okay. Well, not any situation. Yeah. What did you really think about that episode? That was kind of crazy, wasn't it? It was, was, I can't really, like, relate to it in any way because, you know, I haven't had that kind of thing happen to me before, but I can see, like, the different, views like i can see from the perspective of both people because mm-hmm. you know i'm a kid yeah. i can you can see like the discomfort on the girl's face and how she said no i don't want to like she could see in her yeah anybody paying kiss. attention with some doggone sense hmm but, you know, with the boy and all of his testosterone building yeah. up and whatever, he's getting, like, excited and, mm-hmm. you know, his hormones are out of control and he's just like, yeah, no, let's keep going. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that kind of distracts people. Mm-hmm. Like, they see something that they're focused on that they really want, then they push everything else aside. hmm Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. What are we going to do now? I feel like it's a topic that we have to kind of keep at the front of our minds and, like, revisit as necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be interested to kind of pay attention to news stories as they happen mm-hmm. and see if there's more cases mm-hmm. that come up about this. Or, like, you know, stories in the news and stuff about, yeah. about this. Um, man. So we've got, um, I think what's going to be a pretty... Um, Full and packed and exciting month coming up the month of May. We got a lot going on this month. Flowers. You know, we've had our April showers and now we're oh, going to have May flowers. May flowers.
1: May flowers. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Like the Mayflower. No. Like the sh- Not quite. The, sh- the ship. Okay. A wink. <laughs> That's us Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, so we are out of here.
1: Peace. We're done. Yeah we're we're gone.
0: Yeah. So but um before we go, if you have the opportunity to um watch this episode um to our dear listeners. If you have the opportunity to watch it or if you've seen it, the episode of SVU. Oh, yeah. That yeah. She's over here making faces at me <laughs> like how are they going to watch a podcast? But yeah. I clearly mean She said if um, you have a chance to watch this like our listeners and I'm just like <sighs> Wait, Maybe I wasn't what? clear. If you have the opportunity to watch that episode that we've been referring to of Law and Order SVU. And then you want or if you've already seen it and you know which one we're talking about and you want to share some feedback with us, um, you know, just give give us your thoughts and uh, let us know what you um came away with or what you what your takeaways were from that episode or if you've heard anything about this real life case uh of Albert Wilson in Lawrence Kansas I would really be interested to know more details about that as well because it wasn't very well covered in like national media um so I barely uh know very much about it I had to kind of dig a little bit and even when I did that I didn't didn't get very much mm-hmm. so um be sure to, you know, share those tidbits with us. Um, you can send them to our email or share them on Instagram or, you know, wherever. It doesn't matter if you send it, we'll get it. And if um, we can kind of keep that conversation going, because, as I said, I think it's a really important one. All right. All right. And just to end today, I've got the complete definition for our vocab word of the day, oh, consent. Oh, yes. let's do that. Let's end on an academic note. So, the noun definition of consent. Permission for something to happen or agreement to do something. An example, no change may be made without the consent of all the partners. The verb definition is give permission for something to happen an example he consented to a search by a detective ah and also that reminds me mm-hmm. um one of the other things that we talked about when we cuz we kind of have like pre conversations before we record mm-hmm. um during the week as we're leading up um When you go to like the doctor's office or basically every other thing you do in life, you have to give your permission Mm -hmm. for people to touch you, to help you, to examine you, Mm -hmm. to do every single thing. Um, You have to fill out forms. You have to make sure that anyone else who's going to interact with you knows that it's okay. And this is the one area in life where it's like... I mean, she was into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the face she is making right oh. now. So yeah, let's let's keep this at the forefront, mm-hmm. and uh, this is important. This is really important. But, but let's, anyway, let's end on a positive note. Yeah.
1: May flowers.
0: Okay. Yes, the flowers. <laughs> definitely the flowers. They're pretty flowers. Um, and spring weather settling in uh, after a daunting um, winter. Just in time for your. Yay. Yay. All right, y'all. Have a fantastic week. And we will catch up with you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.